Welcome to the Mindfulness of Singing, and I'm Denise, your sassy, spunky scientist. And I'm Tony, your bubbly, big-hearted flower child. Our podcast features practical tips and tools for a journey of transformation using the healing power of your voice. Each podcast, we will delve into the mind, body, and spirit connection by interviewing inspirational guests, sharing personal stories, and discussing the most recent scientific research. Tune in and join our community of mindful singers. Okay, so what's our subject today, Miss? Our subject today, Miss Denise, mm-hmm. is that I have this dear, brilliant friend, Yamika Gignale, and yeah. she um, she has a doctorate not in medicine, but. Um, we need to come up with a clever name for her other hat that she wears when she, because she likes to del- delve into medically related things as well. And I guess by now you do know I'm talking about you. And oh, no. You didn't know. I thought, you didn't know. Well, no, I thought you said a name and I thought you were talking about some friend in Italy. And I was like, oh, no, she, no, no. Meet. I said, La, La Mica Geniale, the, my brilliant friend. I translated. Oh, 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 oh. The name of a book series. Of course you did. Know. Okay. Of course. So anyway. Several weeks ago, Denise shared on our podcast um, about a sleep aid, and I think now there's so much stress, and uh, if you can't sleep, you can't sing. I don't. I think that's a pretty across the board. Mm, you can hear absolutely. it in people's speaking voice. You can. It, it's just immediately yeah. comes up. So sing, sleeping is so important in so many ways. And Denise shared a recipe, and I'm going to, Vanna White here has that recipe all out. And to say, I've been doing it now for several weeks and I've been sleeping very, very well. I only had one night for weeks and weeks that I didn't sleep well and had nothing to do with this product. It had to do with my daughter traveling across the world. So yeah. anyway, that'll do it to you every time as a mother. So the first thing in um, Dr. Denise's recipe is... Um, magnesium powder and um this is like uh when you take excedrin or something it bubbles up i will show you it's um it's magnesium bicarbonate yes thank you you can see it's uh flaky like that and when you put the water in it will fizz you know like yeah that's the bicarbonate in it Mm -hmm. yeah 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 and so that's the first and i happen to buy this at a healthy grocery store close to where I am. And they had two different containers and I was debating. She said, it's a better price. And she said, trust me, you're gonna sleep like a baby, get the larger one. Well, I'm now down and she was right. I have to go back and thank her. So that goes in. So then I add some type of sleepy time tea. It doesn't matter which brand. I think they're all, oh, you may find one you like, better. I'm not promoting a brand. I'm just promoting. Yeah, no, it. for me, it's not about the brand. It's about having some valerian in it. And then uh, Denise also turned me on to this. This is glycine. And so it tastes like sugar, looks like sugar, but it is not sugar. I'll give you a- It looks just like the table sugar that your mom would have used to make brownies with or whatever. And it tastes the same. It doesn't cook up quite the same. So you can't, uh, mm, I use it in some recipes sometimes, but it, it, it kind of has to be melted um, in some hot liquid for you to use it in a recipe. If you just use it granular, you know, granule, it, it'll make whatever you're, just in case people are wondering if you can cook with it. You can, but you've got to do certain things too. Yeah. So mix that all together. Um, drink it, relax. Don't have the computer on. And if you do, at least wear your blue light glasses or something like that. Uh, chill out for a little bit, 30 minutes before you go to bed and you're out for the night and it works. Oh, yeah. And it's, 
So um, just want to encourage everybody to do what you can to sleep and relax because mm -hmm. everybody needs it now. So, Well, but and that glycine is not just about, about uh, sleep health, but it's huge in the brain, brain feeding. It's really good brain feeder. So that helps you. It, and if, if that doesn't quite do it for you, take some GABA, G-A-B-A. -A. It's a, it's an, um, um, an, an acid that will, that is also help made to relax the brain and, and it's good for the brain. Um, uh, and then I would add a couple of other things to that. Have a nighttime ritual, like at such and such o'clock, you dim all the lights, you put on your blue, blue light blocking glasses. You got yours, Tony? No, not handy. And I don't think everybody wants to see mine anyway. <laughs> yeah, hers are Dave Asprey's. They're, they're crazy. They're quite the fashion crazy. statement. They're awful, but who cares? They work. Um, yes, they work. And that's, that's all that matters. You know, you're home. Who cares? But, you know, anyway, so uh, blue light blocking glasses. And then, of course, also another really great thing to do. See, here, here are mine. Uh, I have several pairs actually, but uh, the other thing you wanted, might want to do is maybe maybe having a bath is something that would really relax you and putting some magnesium flakes in the bath so that you get that magnesium also through a subcutaneous way. Your body absorbs it subcutaneously. Um, and then the last bit that I would say that will help you is breath work. What Bob was talking about right? Like, yeah. Or what Bob will be talking about, I should say. Um, in a few minutes, our guest who's a breath coach and is mine and Tony, both mine and Tony's coach. Um, anyway, doing some sort of breath exercise, and I don't mean exercise as in something that gets you all hopped up, but certainly a relaxing breath exercise. Maybe, maybe if you're new to breath, maybe a four, seven, eight breath, that Dr. Wild, Wild, Wild talks about. That's the German diction coming out in me. Um, or uh, what I like to do is I like to do some oxygen advantage work where I breathe light and maybe take those two breaths and then hold for five seconds, two breaths and not big breaths, but just through the nose, very lightly breathing and usually that puts me in such a relaxed state. I'm out. And um, at such a relaxed state, at one point I had an outer body experience, but well, I won't tell you, tell you about that. Tony We're gonna knows all about it. Say that because I, I do have to, to get my two cents on about that. But that's a great segue and a good closing because Denise yeah. and I uh, are embarking on something new. We're starting tomorrow and she's going to have something new to tell you in that ritual of sleep things because a part of this program I'm really excited about is programming your subconscious to speak to you in your sleep. I know that sounds really woo-woo, and um, but hang on. It's going to be an exciting journey and Denise and I are going to be starting that together tomorrow so we'll be sharing more about that soon yes 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 we're excited tony talks me into doing some of the biggest woo woo bunch of stuff and i'm then i'm always happy i do it but you know it's it's that's not my that's not my go-to my go-to is the science and facts and but, all that, but but as bob our guest will share a lot of people think of wim hof as woo woo but there's really a lot of science behind it a lot of that is oh, a yeah. dynamic personality that's behind the character that he is, but 
anyway, you're going to enjoy Bob and let's bring him on. Okay. Yay, Bob. We are so delighted to have Bob on our podcast today. I first met Bob because I was researching about Wim Hof and decided I would take the plunge into the cold waters and noticed that Bob was going to be having a class uh, when I was living in Fredericksburg up in Northern Virginia. And I came, I don't know if you remember this, Bob, but when we did the breathing and then we went outside, you said, who would like to be first? And I immediately raised my hand because I knew if I saw that and anybody had any problem, I was going to chicken out because I don't like being cold. But I've got to tell you, it was an awesome experience. I can't wait to do it again. In fact, Denise likes to tease me, tease me mercilessly that I like to do hillbilly um, because uh, I, I use my own bathtub and it, well, I found that Bob, you were helping with some of this, but, but enough about me. I want to talk about Bob. So I first met Bob through Wim Hof. And then I introduced Denise to this fabulous book that we're all a fan of called The Oxygen Advantage, which will be an life changing and uh, discovered that not only Bob was, was Bob certified in Wim Hof, he was also certified in Oxygen Advantage. And um Bob, it, we'll pretend like he's not li listening to this. It's just an all around great guy. His energy and his presence and his warmth. You know, I, I read about him this morning that you had worked for the Peace Corps and that you were maybe renewing that again. I've got a lot of questions to ask about that later. We can hold on that thought. Sure. Um, but I was researching and I read something this morning that I just had to share with Denise to brag about you too, because I know it will resonate with my scientific minded friend. And this was in response to some great reviews that Bob has on his Wim Hof connected site about the workshops that he's presented. One that's just paragraphs long about what a life-changing experience it was. So go, way to go, Bob. But anyway, this response says, the fact that Wim Hof emphatically and explicitly pursued scientific scrutiny of his method drew me to the practice too. And the ever-growing body of the neurological, physiological study around mindset and the biology of belief continue to shine light on the mechanisms involved. There is no woo-woo. There are just mechanisms of play impacting our perceptions that are still not fully understood. This method is helping uncover those mechanisms. So a shout out to our awesome guest, Bob Solieri. And then uh, how Bob knows Denise is I connected her and we both worked with him for Oxygen Advantage, so. Yeah, Bob's our, Bob's our breath coach. He right is, we're, we're all three breath knots yeah. here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, and I mean, you guys are, you know, my operatic uh, uh, Contingency. athletes. Well, <laughs> operatic athletes, I think is a good way to put yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, I mean, you've got that amazing training and you've got this, you know, and you want to continue to make full use of your bodies and stay healthy and be athletic, you know, so it all comes together. And it's, uh, it's been just, you know, it's been awesome working with you guys because and you, you um, working with people that are so trained is like, it's a, you know, on the spectrum of um, athletes, you guys are, you know, on that far edge because you know how to do so many things so, so well. And then there's another aspect that we just try to add in. Right. So you have that, you know, the, the challenge is to, um, bring meet you where the the wheels are rolling and you have your training already and like how can i insert training into that so that you're able to keep moving and it doesn't throw off what you're doing already so you know that was it was a great challenge we had a lot of fun 
and uh, you guys really had open hearts and open minds. So I, it, it was, I think we had beautiful results too. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Awesome. Just, awesome. You know, had tons of fun. I, so. Yeah. I, I find I keep, I keep working on the bolt score though. I, it never, yeah. it's never, you know, stays where I want it. I'm always constantly <laughs> trying to tweak it yeah. a little here and there. So, so, so Denise or Bob, maybe Bob, since he's our wonderful guest, explain what the bolt score is for our listeners. Yep. No. Yeah, so that's a measure of your body's, uh, your, your ability to comfortably not breathe on an exhale. So when you have, when you, it's, it's a measure of your carbon dioxide tolerance. And so you breathe because you build up carbon dioxide. Uh, and so you don't actually breathe because you need oxygen. Although, I mean, that could happen, but it almost never does get to that point. Because you actually have enough oxygen in your body right now. If you could hold your breath for 10 like if you could just for the next 10 minutes, you'd be okay. But you can't do it because your carbon dioxide will build up and you'll have to breathe. But you have enough oxygen in your body actually for like much longer than a breath. Um, but the, so the Bolt score is a measure of how long it takes till you reach that point where your body says breathe. Where, so it's not like the, it's not the um, voluntary breathing where you control it. It's just when you're gonna feel that first uh, distinct reflex either like in your throat, your diaphragm that says breathe. And that is a measure of um, really how calm your overall breathing is. The lower that number, the more irregular typically your breathing will be. And the, uh, the higher that number, the slower your breathing and the calmer your breathing and the more efficient your breathing is. So it's, it's an index. Um, and the real trick as you guys can attest uh, and as you just said, Denise, it's like learning to, uh, you know, the, a lot of my training, and I, I think I just wrote this the other day, is, is really learning to relax. So it mm. all comes down. It's funny enough. It's like learning to relax under stress, right? So you're doing this uncomfortable thing. You're pricking yourself to this edge of discomfort, and then you're relaxing to get the, the you know, a further effect. It's like the, that's the training zone. And so with the Bolt score, you're trying to you know, feel that first um, impulse to breathe, but at the same time you're relaxing so that you get, so that it's an honest response. And so you can include, you can increase your Bolt score. On one day you can have a low score and a high score depending on how stressed you are. So um, when you're calm, that Bolt score could extend quite a bit more. Uh, it, so it's, it's, you know, it's, it is subjective and objective. It is, it's, it's you know sort of objective in the sense that if you do three or four of them in a row, you're probably going to get a pretty consistent set of numbers. But it's subjective because day to day, to day across your day, you're going to feel different, and which is related to your heart rate variability, by the way, which we can get into later. Because I've got a lot of stuff for you guys on HRV now. I've been going I've been going down that path a lot. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm rolling out the use of the Leaf device. I think I might have written that to you guys. Um, it's a haptic, if I just change my, it, it sits under your left chest. It's, it's actually a patch um, that uh, attaches, it, it's, an, it's an EKG. Um, so it's a powerful EKG that attaches here and you wear it and it measures your HRV on a constant basis. And it, you can set a, a threshold so that it will give you a haptic feedback. It'll buzz you when you get below an HRV and wow will train you, uh, you can do um, HRV biofeedback to train yourself 
to um, stay in a healthy or an optimal HRV zone. Um, and it's, um, I, I did a whole course, a whole HRV course with, uh, from the, this course right here with Jay Wiles, who was Ben Greenfield's um, HRV guy. So, uh, and actually Patrick hooked us up with him. Wow. And it was an awesome course. And so I learned about all the different ways that HRV is measured, what it means. And uh, without going too far off the path here, because I'm <laughs> like going on my own little uh, escapade, but uh, HRV is really the, it's an objective index of the state of your nervous system. So like in the training that I do right now, when I train you guys and anybody else, my questions to you are, how are you feeling? How you, you know, so, and because to me, that's the indicator. If you're feeling great, you're great. So that's, an, that's a subjective answer. Um, your Bolt score is objective, but still you can kind of change it with your feelings, right? And you can, it can change depending on how you're doing that day. Your HRV is a number. It's, it's a number you can change and control, but it, it's a number at that moment, it's a metric. So it's an, you know, really a not pure, but it's a more objective measure. And so any kind of thing that you can measure and you can feed back on gives you a, a really powerful tool. So I'm really interested in this because I want people to feel the connection between how they feel and their HRV so that you can start to see what those feelings are when your HRV is high and when it's low. We don't right now, most of us wouldn't know if our HRV is at 20 or it's 100. We wouldn't know. I, I couldn't tell you right now. I mean, you know, yeah. do I feel resilient today? Yeah, kind of, but I don't know for sure. Um, so that's a very important metric. Have okay, you... I see we have questions. Tony, you <laughs> go first and then I'll go. <laughs> We're going to have a, we're going to tag team you here. Yes. Go. Okay. So, so Bob, have you worked much with heart math? Cause that measures yeah. heart rate variability too. He it has. Yep. You yeah. have. Heart math. Um, I have one right here behind me, but um, the heart math reads, it reads infrared off of your uh, ear. ear and it's, it is light. It looks at light uh, and it, it doesn't read magnetic pulses. Um, the, leaf device like i said it's an ekg and it la it actually reads like an ekg machine it reads frequencies of of magnet magnetic activity which is actually your heart itself is actually reading the the heart activity when you go in for an ekg that's what they read they look at the frequencies mm -hmm. and this thing's looking mm -hmm. at frequencies heart math is great um it, it's just it's a simpler tool it's a powerful tool but it's not, it's a simpler tool. It's not as sophisticated. It's not as accurate. It doesn't give haptic feedback. You do have that pulser that you can see, but um, the, the uh, leaf, and I mean, I'm not, you know, frankly, the next great device could be coming out tomorrow that I don't know about. So I'm not married to a leaf. I just think right now it's the one that I'm going to start using because the great thing is that it's portable and it gives you that feedback on an ongoing basis. Do you have one right there where we can see it? I, my wife is wearing it. <laughs> okay, no worries. Okay, it's all right. so, you know what? Can we pause for 20 seconds and I'll get it? Yeah. Can we do Absolutely. that? Okay, Absolutely. Absolutely. 20 seconds because I told her I might need to grab this. So that's okay. It's okay. Go ahead. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to fill in our listeners for a second. Okay. So for our listeners, we've been saying HRV, 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 and we said BOLT. BOLT actually stands for body oxygen level test. Number one. 
Number two, HRV stands for your uh, heart rate variability. And so the heart rate is, the heart rate variability is measuring some, a couple of things within the nervous system. It, it is, uh, you want it to be really high in its variability. So the pauses between heartbeat and between uh, the nervous system, you want it to be really high. And that means that the body is taking care of both digestion and your stress level. This is very simplified uh, in an equal amount of time. When it's not doing that and it's paying attention to one or the other, say digestion or organ, organ uh, function or nervous system function, stress, that sort of thing, if it's one or the other, then there's something not quite right in the body. And so that's why heart rate variability is really important. Yeah. The parasympathetic and sympathetic is what Thank she's you. referencing. Yeah. You, you know, it's interesting, guys. One thing I, also about the sympathetic, parasympathetic, uh, Formula One or just like IndyCar racers, you know, race drivers uh, in general, two-footed driving, right? If you're familiar with that idea. So they never let go of the accelerator. All they do is they continue to use the brake, but they're almost always at full throttle and they mm -hmm. just use the brake to um, slow themselves down enough, but then they're just always right back. So it's not like one foot, you know, accelerator, brake, accelerate. They're just, it's, it's go, and then the brake comes on as it needs to. That's your, that's your nervous system. So the parasympathetic is a brake and they're both active um, on a constant basis. Um, so instead of us thinking about one taking over, uh, like one step, you know, one is active, the other one's not active. It's really a two-footed braking system or a two-footed system. So it's, it's fascinating. And so one can go offline more than the other, but it's, uh, we, that's really the mechanism. It's a two-footed driving system that we have. So when your parasympathetic is just not working, it means you can't apply the brakes. So you're like out of, you're just like, so bringing the parasympathetic back online allows you to get some control. Um, I mean, there are cases where the sympathetic can be um, actually, uh, where the parasympathetic can be dominant and that also can be a problem. Uh, but yeah, it's just fascinating to know that it's really a, it's a two footed system compared to like, you know, the way I thought about it at first was one's on and it's, the other one's off. Not like that. They're both running. That's on. great. Yeah. Okay. So before you show us the leaf, yeah. And, and I, and I totally forget what I was going to say. <laughs> so if you were to ask me how I'm feeling, yeah, I would tell you fantastic. I feel great. But I happen to know that today my heart rate variability is shit. Okay. Because I, <laughs> I wear a ring. Yep, right. A ring. Yep. And, and my heart rate variability is always in some sort of funky flux. I don't know why. I can get on, I do heart math, Tony does heart math. I can get on heart math and I can be in high coherence or in good heart rate variability, you know, 75, 80% of my session. Mm -hmm. But when I sleep or clearly when I'm like, just walk, walk, and I'm not gonna walk around the, you know, in my life wearing, wearing um, that device and looking at it all the time to see how I'm doing. I'm, I'm just, I, you know, that's, that's not gonna happen. I'm right. not quite that nerdy. Right. And uh, well, that's but, why I love this thing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But what I was going to say is um, 
that's why most people don't know their heart rate variability is because most people don't, they have forgotten what it's like to feel great. Yes. They, yes. they, they don't. And I, I can say this because I, uh, you know, had that little health thing that went on with me about three years ago now in my back or whatever, and was always in digestion, uh, having digestive issues and, and all of that. And if you'd asked me then if, how I felt, I would have said, well, my back hurts, but I feel great. You know, I feel fine. I'm, I'm good. But as soon as I, you know, got off all the crap food and started taking supplements and went down the biohacking road, I know now what feeling good is supposed to be. Can you hear me? Yeah. And I'll just tell our listeners right now that I do not get in a tub of cold water. I will, I will do a cryotherapy and I'll do it for four minutes or whatever, but I, but the cold bathtub, I don't know. I am not there I'm telling yet, you, boys and girls. Will be. And when Bob tells you his facility where he has that all set up, you're going to be all over it. You're oh, gonna- he did tell me about it. And that sounds awesome. And I'm all on board. And I would, I will say now in the summer when it's 103 outside, I'm probably going to be game. Yeah. Not in the winter. But anyway, okay, Bob, we're so glad you're back. Oh God, yes. So in sudden. Fact, it was just I, like, yeah, it didn't. Did, power went out everywhere. Yeah. Just everything went plump. So I don't know what you, I don't know what you, where we were. I don't know what you heard, yeah. what you did. Yeah. yeah. We were so. talking about, so uh, it was HRV stuff and um, about feeling, actually. And you were mm. saying how, uh, you know, people like you wouldn't know your own HRV right now. And absolutely. So actually I had a talk with a friend last night, we were out walking and um, he was saying how, you know, it wasn't until his, well, in his case, it was, it, you know, it was like until his forties that he realized that he, that he could feel feelings. Like, I mean, we are so disconnected mm-hmm. from our feelings, our internal space mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we don't even know that these are things we can feel. Um, a lot of the Wim Hof stuff I'm doing now. So we have you know, an advanced Wim Hof workshop now also, because I'm now a level two instructor also. So I, I do the. Shit. Dang it. Is, you know, how you feel on the inside and learning to feel. So, you know, and as Wim has said, and I really do take to heart, learn to feel and feeling is understanding. So getting a sense for how you are on the inside gives you the ability to control it. And honestly, I have this idea of a, a continuum of, ease, dis-ease, and disease, where, you know, ease is like you're connected, you know how you feel, and you're able to respond, and dis-ease is like, okay, things aren't feeling quite right, but this is, and this is where the decision point is for most people, things aren't feeling quite right, you're not in disease yet, but you're here in this dis-ease place, and, and we grind through it, so you grind through that, and you don't listen, and then things start to accumulate, and accumulate, and accumulate, and so that little feather that's tickling you, uh, becomes a brick that wants you over the head and then the thing shows up that you've been holding all that time you're like I can just grind through this because we're all we're all really good at grinding right we're awesome at like pushing and pushing so what we need to learn to do that, that's beautiful that we can push now how do we resp- how do we you know um, recover how do you rebuild can we oscillate between push and recover push and recover because that's where health is it's that ability to play both of the feet of the of the you know sympathetic parasympathetic, um, both sides of the uh, you know of life really to go hard, but then to recover the, that polyvagal curve I've shown you guys where it's like you know 
you're you're sympathetic and then you're you're in the rest and digest world that play is your ability to modulate between those things so hrv and here's that leaf device i was telling you about so it's, i've got it in a strappy thing that so it can like go around your chest mm -hmm. but um Put this down here. Did the strappy thing come with the leaf? It does. It does. It does. Okay. All right. And this is this is the device itself. Um, and um, it's got little sensors. It's got sticky pads you put on here, and it like attaches uh, to your chest wall. And yeah. um, it's it's it just picks up like it has to have contact to your body on both sensors, and then it picks up all kinds of electrical signals. So that's it. And it, you just wear it. And it buzzes you, it'll go and you feel it. And you can change the uh, intensity of the haptic feedback so that it's like a light buzz or a really powerful buzz to get your attention, but it's beautiful. So if your HRV gets below a rate, a level, it'll buzz you. And when it buzzes the, the cue, and it doesn't have to be this way, but the way it built it is on the, on the buzz, you exhale. So while it's buzzing, you just And so it gets you into a rhythm and you, no one knows it's just happening. You're in the meeting, you're talking to people, you're working, you're driving and you're like, you're like Oh shit, I got to pull myself back. You can ignore it. You can also disable the signal. You can like tap it and it'll stop doing it, but um, it responds. So that gives you that ongoing sense for how you're doing that day. And of course you can cap all the data is on it on an app so you can capture it all. Um, so I'm going to start using that with my oxygen advantage and my Buteco people as an adjunct to, so that we're going to do HRV biofeedback and they're going to learn not only to read their, to get their, um, HRVs, but also how to control it. Because what you were saying, Denise, it's not just, um, how you're feeling right now, but can you change your HRV? Can you change it when you want to? And the answer I is mean yeah. I, I do when I'm in, I do when I'm doing some sort of biofeedback, like, like heart map, right. but when I'm not in that state, then I, you know, it, it, I haven't really tuned my body into knowing, right. you know, what my heart rate variability is. Now I can tell when I'm in a little bit of like stress disease, you know, you start to feel this ease. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I definitely have that sense it, but, um, yeah, and I'm I'm in that state right now. You know, I'm, I'm trying to launch a course, and it's really yeah, stressful, right. and I'm not, you know totally. all of that. And I'm I'm in front of the computer, ridiculous amounts of time a day. It's yeah. it's 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 dumb. But anyway, right. that's why um, that, this thing is beautiful. How do you spell that, Bob? L I am Ah, that's what it is. Yeah. So I I mean again, it's a thing. I I say it again, please. What was it? L I E F. And the the website is GetLeaf. G E T L I E F. So, I mean, again, I, I appreciate the connection into that world. It was actually designed for mental health, um, for people that are like have anxiety and, and depression to help them start to regulate their, 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 their uh, state. But frankly, for performance, it's beautiful because it's the same thing. Do you track and journal where you were when your thoughts were and how that yeah. plays out? Totally. That's the thing is you start to see the connections between how you're feeling and how you're feeling. <laughs> and what I had to write in my journal this morning, which is ridiculous and Denise will laugh at me, but as long as you mention getting naked, I'll get vulnerable too. Yeah, sure. But I had to remind born naked, aren't we? <laughs> say that again. We're born naked, right? Exactly. That's right. I mean, whatever. That's exactly. But anyway, <clears throat> 
I wrote in my journal in my heart math this morning. Excuse me, let me get the frog out of my throat. Yeah, same here. Cheers. That the numbers that <clears throat> that we're tracking are not any more our identity than the number on a scale or any other metric that we use because I'll get a perfect score and I'll be like, yeah, you know, it doesn't mean I'm enlightened. Oh, look, I, I was in the green for 16 minutes. Well, then tomorrow I should be in the green for that whole time too. And if I'm at 86%, then I have failed. And mm -hmm. so I had to journal in that. No, 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 Tony, this is just, this is just a tracking, you know, not to get so caught up. Have you had any other neurotic? Tony's really competitive. I, 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 and I had to realize that I think that 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 can be a positive and a negative. And yeah. if you're looking at a number that's 86 and you're judging that as a problem, right, then right, right. there's it, a problem. It's information. It's information. So, I mean, yes. the things to work with. So, I, you know, all the competitive people that I work with and I work with a lot of competitive people and, uh, you know, we're, we're told we are. I mean, I think it applies to me too. I, I was very driven by numbers. And when I first, first did um, my first six months of Wim Hof training, I have a journal this thick. I think I've told you guys with like every number, every result, every breath hold. I was like, I got to do better. I got to do it. I was going for like some Nirvana number of, of you know, breath holds. Like I was going to go for like, I think I got 10 minutes once. I was like, I'm winning. What <laughs> am I winning? I don't know what I'm winning. I was like, I'm winning. Pass out. Okay. <laughs> exactly. But, but actually winning is, is learning to feel. Winning is becoming responsive. That's winning. Winning is, is being in your own skin that's your that is actually winning that's success um it's funny we you know talk about successful people um i know that people have possessions they have stuff they have resume accomplishments and so on people to me that are most successful are the ones who are in their own skin and you can be anybody and be that person you could be that's more rich you can be you know beautiful or you know uh deeply you know scarred or whatever it doesn't matter if you're literally in your own skin and you're and you're in touch with yourself and that might be through a lifetime of pain or maybe you just had a moment of enlightenment and, and ended up there somehow magically but either way you are able to understand yourself and and you can feel yourself to me that's winning so the numbers are cool they're fun and they're party tricks and they're really important to begin with because we have no fucking idea where we are on the planet. So you got to tell me where I am first and now I can start doing something about it. Okay, I'm a 10, right? Let's change that to a 20. Great, I feel better. Um, you know, so you start to see that you can do something. If we don't have any way of measuring it, then you probably don't even know that you're somewhere. So it's actually, the numbers are great. Your 86% is beautiful. Now, how do you feel at 86% and what can you do about it is really the question. So that compete on that level, compete on the level of feeling and, and you're winning right there. So that's where you put your energy into, into that feeling business. Right. And then you're aiming in the right direction. So if we could talk about this, Bob, so let's say, <laughs> and we want to, we want to, we want to talk about breath too, for sure. But, and, and Tony was saying, I think we're going to have to have him on twice. We may have to have a part, a part, Una and a part due. But anyway, so uh, if I'm a singer, yeah. a young singer, mm. you know, and, and, and uh, I'm backstage and I'm getting ready to go out and do a concert or a, uh, you know, a, a gig, no matter what kind of singer you are. And I am nervous, like mm -hmm. 
want to vomit. I'm so nervous. I, I'm dreading going out because I don't, I, I, I don't like the way this nervousness makes me feel. Yeah. Heart rate variability is going to be crap in that moment. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I, absolutely. So, yeah. so what would you say are some things that a singer could do backstage mm -hmm. to kind of get a hold of that sense of nervousness the 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 racing heart rate what would you totally. say so, you have practical things well, to say absolutely but, well a couple of things so i mean there's sort of i'd look in that 10 minute window before you go out the door or onto stage so mm -hmm. i would say i mean there's the sequence that i uh use is um you you start to calm yourself um and and that's through you can use you know the light breathing um, which is like breath reduction, uh, as a, like for like 20, like taking about 20% less air for a short amount of time. And that's the breathing light protocol that we use with, you know, oxygen advantage and, and Buteco, um, to build up your carbon dioxide, um, that will generally calm your body. But then the, uh, cadence breathing, which is, we call it the fives and twos or many small breath holds where basically it's like, you know, you two normal breaths and then you hold for five seconds on an exhale, two normal breaths and you hold for five seconds on an exhale. Getting, this is the, that's the protocol that really breaks, it breaks panic breathing. And it also anchors your mind to your, to your um, or your breathing to your mind, your mind to your breathing. And it, it settles your, your brain because your brain is looking for a pattern. So it gives you a pattern and cadence breathing, which is basically what heart math triggers which is what the leaf device triggers, uh, absolutely is correlated with lower, with increasing your heart rate variability. So if you wanna focus mainly on HRV, cadence breathing is the thing that's going to bring you into that zone. It's the same as box breathing. It's the same as, you know, tactical breathing. There are different, you know, exact shapes to that thing, but they're all a rhythm. So the rhythm and resonance a, breathing, right? Exactly. That's also resonance, one resonance of those frequency things. Breathing is that's the same as, as uh, cadence breathing. It's a, you know, and 4.5 to 6.5 breaths per minute is some, some you're going to be in that range somewhere. Everyone is almost mm -hmm. every human being. That's your resonant frequency specifically what it is. You'd have to go through some testing to find that out, but in that zone. So most people are breathing at like 12, 15, 17, 20 when you're anxious. If you can get that down below 10 um, for a, you know, a few minutes before you go out, that is going to settle you. So the, the first thing, the breathing light, the 20% less breath for like a few minutes starts to relax your body. And then the resonant frequency or cadence breathing brings you more focus and brings, you, brings your HRV in line and brings it actually online. So those two things. Then there's a third thing, Andrew Huberman at um, Stanford uh, is talking a lot about uh, the physiological sigh. So it's, and it's the, it's the in the moment technique where it's two breaths, it's, a, it's an inhale and an inhale and then an exhale. And I exhaled through my mouth and I, I think he may too, but uh, it, how it comes in and out isn't quite as important because it's, it's a physiological thing. It's meant to really expand the uh, alveolar um, uh, surface area that's exposed for oxygen um, exchange. So it's, it's a physiologically, physiological opening. Um, and that 
has a, a clinically a strong um, impact on on stress reduction. So that's what that's what Huberman's talking about. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. That's cool. That's physiological. So those are those are your I think your real tools. Strong breath holds increase blood flow to your brain, and those are very useful right before anything where you have to really produce brain work where you have to produce something that where you, you know memorization trying yes. singing of an entire set of music by memory yes actually yeah. totally so For sure. yeah so those are your go-to tools really um i would mm -hmm. say right before you absolutely stage um how does that correlate with what you guys use now well very okay. similar Similar, I mean, for she and I, the 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 classical voice um, population, no. yeah, uh, it, it tend to talk about and push and teach a very overwrought breath. In this is my opinion. Yeah, what does that and, mean? And uh, take a, as much you suck in all the room you possibly can through the mouth. <laughs> Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. Then, yep. Uh huh. <laughs> then um, you you push. Well, depending on which school you're in, any different push. Schools. Yeah, lots of different schools, but these are the two main schools. You you push the abdominal and rib cage down and out as okay. you exhale. Okay. And the other school is you uh, pull up and in with the abdominals as you exhale. What about the pelvic floor? Does that have a role? Oh yeah, that pe there are people who talk about the pelvic floor okay. and they talk about you know stuff Lifting like that. But yeah, but but certainly, uh, um, I have always been in the school of out and down, yep. not okay. pulling in, not putting pressure on the diaphragm. In my opinion, that causes GERD acid reflux, and it also is causes a lot of tension in the throat, and also. Um, um, squeezes air out of the body at a rate that a singer has a really hard time negotiating if they want to sing long phrases or long runs. Yeah. So down and out for me, and most, most of the great pedagogical writers all talk about staying in the posture of inhalation, which would be out. When you inhale, you go out, yeah. you stay out. But, uh, and I, I think Tony teaches that, that, that second uh, also, but I have rethought that. And, and mm. in fact, yesterday had a really good little breakthrough with a really good advanced singer I have. Like she's been out of school a very long time. She has her own teaching studio and uh, she's been cast in a role and she's trying to learn it. And she's also got auditions coming. And we did a session yesterday and she's having a really hard time getting through the phrase and she's doing all the right things. And I said, I would like to know what, it's, what it would be like if you took a breath through the nose mm. And if you relaxed into that phrase, like just relax yeah. rather than pushing or pulling or squeezing or whatever, relax, like just go, okay, I'm taking this breath and now I'm going to relax and sing. Yeah. She could get through those phrases like nobody's business. Oh, that's awesome. And, and I, you know, I firmly believe Ooh. that, yeah, you, you definitely need to be athletic in your singing. Exactly. But not to the detriment of your singing. Well, Come that, on. That, that, see, that's that that's what athletic is too. I, I so just recently I was training a twelve-year-old uh, swimmer, and okay. it's been fantastic. I have so enjoyed all the different people I've gotten to work with. It's been so cool, yeah. such a wide variety. So this twelve-year-old singer, a uh, swimmer, we were talking about what athleticism is, 
and and that you know the edge for an athlete is relaxing you're already trained you know what to your body has your muscles are ready and and this is the same thing. i mean lance armstrong although he was a you know okay so he cheated but they all were cheating but who cares but anyways he said you know the, the edge for him was pain tolerance that they could and so when you're tolerating pain i think you could flip the script on that one and say that it's your ability to relax under stress if you could look at it a different way instead of you know that you're that you're able to stay calm while you're going through that hard stuff so what you are training are you know teaching your singer i think it makes complete sense because when you relax that's the, the basis of the breathwork stuff that i do too wim hof oxygen all of it buteco is that you're going to go to your edge and you're at the same time I, and i kind of use this little image where it's like you're on your edge and you're there's the, there's the effort side um, or the discomfort side, and then there's the relaxing side. So you're on the edge of this discomfort, but you're staying relaxed and you're managing it right here on that edge. And the more time you spend there, the more it becomes familiar with anything. But you, and then that edge extends as you, you know, continue to push. So you just intend to explore your edge and keep going. So I think your coaching makes tons of sense, Denise. It's like, you're already an athlete. You're, you yeah. are an athlete. You guys are yes. trained beyond belief. Like, I mean, honestly, I don't, I, I don't know exactly. There are all kinds of extremely trained athletes, right? But mm -hmm. you guys are extremely trained athletes. So yeah. uh, then where do you, what do you do with that training, right? Because you can just go, you could push yourself harder and harder, but eventually it becomes brittle and it breaks. Mm -hmm. If you can mm -hmm. soften at the edges, my God, there's, there you go. There's your, there's your advantage. And then you're actually able to enjoy it. And what if right. it's fun? What if it's actually fun? What oh, if it's actually play? God. What if it's play? What if, yes, right, Tony? If it's play, think about that. Throw play in there. And that I think is the great gift that Wim gave me is all these insane things that we do. And he's laughing and he's singing. He's not laughing and singing out of irresponsibility. It's just joy of life. And he also knows, and I've seen this with other instructors and participants, the more you put, uh, you know, effort into your fun, into your um, joy, or you put joy into your effort, it, be it intentionally becomes easier. Um, so, uh, and just a quick sidelight on this, I'm actually also, I did a recording of content for Trident Mindset, which is, um, I don't know if you guys from Alexandria, Virginia, there's a CrossFit, uh, Trident CrossFit run by a guy named Chris Smith. He's an uh, ex-Navy SEAL. And he has put together a mindset program that I did an hour and a half worth of content for on breathing. Um, and it's all about uh, mindset for, you know, comes from the world of special operations, uh, tier one operators, intelligence people, people who can't afford to not be mentally right there all the time, right? And one of the takeaways from this whole program, it's a whole year, it's a, it's a serious commitment. It's like 12 months, different content every, like one month is, is uh, micro goals, one month is breath control, one month is called choosing the wrench, which is like choosing to do the hard thing instead of the easy thing. Uh, but the bottom line with, with it is bring play, stay present in the moment and bring some level of fun and levity even to the hard stuff and, and if things get really hard, reach out to others. When it's getting really hard for you, start to encourage other people right then and there. 
right now as it's getting hard you're like you know what you need i'm going to turn my attention to this person over here and start saying go man go 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 because i'm the one that you know it's going to help you so from these people that are also highly trained whose lives are on the line on a regular basis their lessons to the world are bring that sense of of play not that you're being a silly fool about it but like you know <laughs> you're out there and you're freezing your ass off it's dark and you've been out for they've deprived you of food and feedback and all and you're singing just to keep your colleagues you know alive and happy and you're like right at that darkest moment um you just start to you know belt out some song and everyone else just comes alive you're like oh okay we're all right here so all to say what you're saying guys makes total sense that sense of play um really it also brings you over that edge and it gives you that relaxation that allows you to continue. You have way more capacity than you think you do. We all do. Every human yeah, being, oh, yeah. we all do. Um, so when things look rough, encourage others, encourage others. It's, it's yeah, I mean, it's so huge. Um, it's, it, yeah. It's that song, you only get what you give and what you give out will come right back to you. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, yeah. Even yeah. though we haven't said use the term mindfulness, every bit of what we've talked about today relates mm -hmm. to mindfulness and singing. And that when we sing using the minimal amount of effort, I think we, or at least from I speak for myself, was trained, you know, work hard. That work ethic was such a part of my programming. But can you play hard? Can you play as hard as you work? Can right. you relax and enjoy and find what the minimal edge is to achieve what you're looking for? And Bob, um, we yeah. could go all day, but I think we better cut you off. And I'm going to be emailing you about when we get to have you again. Is that, <laughs> that an agreement? That's yeah, we all we're going to release you. Yeah, we're only going to release you knowing that we get to have you back. Did I even address what we were supposed to do? Did I just go off? Yes. Off oh, no, no. You were, we were the like, amen choir. This was great, but we didn't get to talk about breath. And we want to talk about breath with you. So, Well, so. breath is life. Um, and I, I, so it, seriously, like I had this I, in the three seconds we have left, I did this crazy meditation a few weeks ago that it was unbidden. It just happened. And I started to slow my breath down. Um, and, and I, on every exhale, I would go into almost a dream state and this just, I didn't plan this at all. And then on the inhales, I'd come back and I'd be like, oh, I'm still here. And on the, and I was going maybe one or two breaths a minute. And I just, I had reached a sense of overload and I needed to stop everything. And I just stopped everything. I really, I took my phone, I put it away. I was like, fuck this. I'm just gonna, and I followed my breath. I just did the thing that I've been training everyone else to do. I was like, I'm gonna Isn't that do funny. That. So I was just, and I went really deep into yeah. the exhales and coming back with the inhales. And then at part of that um, meditation, I just had this, I had this crazy insight which is a statement right now, but I felt it, that if you can feel your breath, you can feel your life. And that you can literally feel your life. And it's not any different. You can literally feel your life when you feel your breath. And I feel my breath right now, but I'm not completely focused on it. But if you can give all your attention to that one breath, you can feel your life. And so, as we said that, you know, life is breath, breath is life. And we've been talking about life. We've been talking about breath. 
because we've been talking about life. So it all came to, it all comes together here. We, we did have the, we, there's more, you know, mechanics around breath for sure that we can talk about, but the things that make us alive are the things that, that we're talking about. So that's, that's play and that's, um, you know, intention, that's mindset. It's it, without breath, you don't get any of that. It doesn't, it's, the, it's a non-starter. You can't think, you can, you can have all the mindset you want. If your breath is shit, you've got, you're not gonna get there. So HRV, it's breath. Because without breath, you don't have inspiration or expiration or respiration. So, um, you know, it begins and ends with breath because that's the thing that is actually the mechanism that brings the things into us that we need to continue to the next moment. So yeah, we, there's a whole lot more, but um, connect with that power. Uh, and I, it's so fundamental. Uh, I think it, it will, you know, it will, it will change your life for sure. And it, it, it will put you in touch with your own ability. Your diaphragm is the, is the, uh, is the speed regulator for your experience, for your state. It is built to do that. So use it. it. We don't think we're in control of these things, but we actually, we actually are in control. So um, yeah, my goal is to say, you got all the power in you already. And I'm just pointing at shit. And I'm just saying, you got that power. You got that power. You got that power. You got to wake it up, use it. Um, it's awesome. So yeah, we'll do more. Love Thank it. you, Bob. <laughs> Thank you. Grazie. Love it. See you so we'll see you soon. I'll you be in touch. Awesome. All right. Okay. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank you for blessing so many people, Bob. And thank hey. you for sharing with us. Thank you guys for sharing your gifts also. That's what we do, right? Yes. Okay. Thank you. All ciao. right. Guys. All right. Bye -bye. Ciao. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. We are very grateful that you joined us today. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, write a review, share it with a friend.